Today is the 19th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we continue this journey forward. Uh, we have ourselves in our third week and uh, we're taking our 19th step. They add up pretty quick. Seems like we're still just getting going and we are, but they add up pretty quick as we gather here and show up for each other every day around the global campfire. And so let's dig in and take this next step forward. We have just begun learning about one of Israel's sons, or the sons of Jacob. His name is Joseph. And uh, we, we met him kind of as a young, young man. His brothers are jealous of him and they've trafficked him into slavery in Egypt. So we'll pick up the story as Joseph starts his career as a slave. Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 through 41, verse 16. Now Joseph had been taken to Egypt. An Egyptian named Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guards, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him there. The Lord was with Joseph. And he became a successful man, serving in the household of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made everything he did successful, Joseph found favor with his master and became his personal attendant. Potiphar also put him in charge of his household and placed all that he owned under his authority. From the time that he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house because of Joseph. The Lord's blessing was on all that he owned, in his house and in his fields. He left all that he owned under Joseph's authority. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. After some time, his master's wife looked longingly at Joseph and said, Sleep with me. But he refused. Look, he said to his master's wife, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in his house, and he has put all that he owns under my authority. No one in this house is greater than I am. He has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. So how could I do this immense evil, and how could I sin against God? Although she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her. Now one day he went into the house to do his work and none of the household servants were there. She grabbed him by his garment and said, Sleep with me. But leaving his garment in her hand, he escaped and ran outside. When she saw that he had left his garment with her and had run outside, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, My husband brought a Hebrew man to make fools of us. He came to me so he could sleep with me and I screamed as loud as I could. When he heard me screaming for help, he left his garment beside me and ran outside. She put Joseph's garment beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the same story. The Hebrew slave you brought to us came to make a fool of me. But when I screamed for help, he left his garment beside me and ran outside. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, These are the things your slave did to me. He was furious and had him thrown into prison, where the king's prisoners were confined. So Joseph was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him. 
He granted him favor with the prison warden. The warden put all the prisoners who were in the prison under Joseph's authority, and he was responsible for everything that was done there. The warden did not bother with anything under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him, and the Lord made everything that he did successful. After this, the king of Egypt's cupbearer and baker offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guards in the prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guards assigned Joseph to them as their personal attendant, and they were in custody for some time. The king of Egypt's cupbearer and baker, who were confined in the prison, each had a dream. Both had a dream on the same night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they looked distraught. So he asked Pharaoh's officers, who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why do you look so sad today? We had dreams, they said to him, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, Don't interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph. In my dream there was a vine in front of me. On the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, its blossoms came out and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is the interpretation, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. In just three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand the way you used to when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well for you, remember that I was with you. Please show kindness to me by mentioning me to Pharaoh. Get me out of this prison, for I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing that they should put me in the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was positive, he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. Three baskets of white bread were on my head. In the top basket were all sorts of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is its interpretation, Joseph replied. The three baskets are three days. In just three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from off you and hang you on a tree. Then the birds will eat the flesh from your body. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he gave a feast for all his servants. He elevated the chief cupbearer and the chief baker among his servants. Pharaoh restored the chief cupbearer to his position as cupbearer, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had explained to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. At the end of two years, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing beside the Nile when seven healthy-looking, well-fed cows came up from the Nile and began to graze among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, sickly and thin, came up from the Nile and stood beside those cows along the bank of the Nile. The sickly, thin cows ate the healthy, well-fed cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep and dreamed a second time. Seven heads of grain, plump and good, came up on one stalk. After them, seven heads of grain, thin and scorched by the east wind, sprouted up. 
The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven plump full ones. Then Pharaoh woke up, and it was only a dream. When morning came, he was troubled, so he summoned all the magicians of Egypt and all his wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I remember my faults. Pharaoh was angry with his servants, and he put me and the chief baker in the custody of the captain of the guards. He and I had dreams on the same night. Each dream had its own meaning. Now a young Hebrew, a slave of the captain of the guards, was with us there. We told him our dreams. He interpreted our dreams for us, and each had its own interpretation. It turned out just the way he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. And Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and they quickly brought him in from the dungeon. He shaved, changed his clothes, and went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said about you that you can hear a dream and interpret it. I am not able to, Joseph answered Pharaoh. It is God who will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Matthew 12, 46 through 13, 23. While he was still speaking with the crowds, his mother and brothers were standing outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to the one who was speaking to him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Let anyone who has ears listen. And the disciples came up and asked him, Why are you speaking to them in parables? He answered, Because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given for you to know, but it has not been given to them. For whoever has, more will be given to him, and he will have more than enough, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. That is why I speak to them in parables, because looking they do not see. And hearing they do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You will listen and listen, but never understand. You will look and look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown callous. 
Their ears are hard of hearing and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn back. And I would heal them. Blessed are your eyes because they do see and your ears because they do hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see the things you see, but didn't see them. To hear the things you hear, but didn't hear them. So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path. And the one sown on rocky ground, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no roots and is short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, this is one who hears and understands the word, who does produce fruit and yields, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. Psalm 17 A Prayer for Protection A Prayer of David Lord, hear a just cause. Pay attention to my cry. Listen to my prayer from lips free of deceit. Let my vindication come from you, for you see what is right. You have tested my heart. You have examined me at night. You have tried me and found nothing evil. I have determined that my mouth will not sin. Concerning what people do, by the words from your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps are on your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call on you, God, because you will answer me. Listen closely to me. Hear what I say. Display the wonders of your faithful love. Savior of all who seek refuge from those who rebel against your right hand. Protect me as the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who treat me violently. My deadly enemies who surround me. They are uncaring. Their mouths speak arrogantly. They advance against me. Now they surround me. They are determined to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion, eager to tear, like a lion lurking in ambush. Rise up, Lord. Confront him. Bring him down with your sword. Save me from the wicked. With your hand, Lord, save me from men from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their bellies with what you have in store. Their sons are satisfied, and they leave their surplus to their children. But I will see your face in righteousness when I awake. I will be satisfied with your presence. Proverbs 3, 
33 through 35. The Lord's curse is on the household of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks those who mock, but gives grace to the humble. The wise will inherit honor, but he holds up fools to dishonor. Okay, so we pick up the story of Joseph today in Genesis, and we have a couple of days of reading in the Genesis story, and we have lots to go, but we're kind of diving into it. And we see that Joseph has been trafficked into slavery by his brothers. They faked his death like his father. And he got that robe. It was dipped in sheep's blood. And he thought, like, Jacob's been torn to pieces by a wild animal. Can you imagine, like, the grief? And obviously, Jacob was deeply, deeply emotionally affected after that. The scriptures indicate that this is like heartbreaking, like he's never going to get over this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, Joseph is alive. He's just in Egypt in a completely different land, and he's, he's a slave. And he's bought by Potiphar, and he lives in Egypt. And pretty quickly, Joseph, Joseph's gifts and skills become apparent. Pretty quickly, Joseph's running Potiphar's household, and that probably would, like, it's not freedom, but that would probably have been a decent life. It's just that Potiphar had a wife, right, that was watching this Joseph, this young guy, well-built, good-looking guy, as the Bible tells us. And so Potiphar's wife's looking at all that and deciding she wants in on the action and she lusts for him and she just keeps pressing him to have sex with her and he... He keeps being true to Potiphar. He won't betray Potiphar in this moment. So eventually, eventually he has to flee, right? Leaving his cloak and that evidence is used against Joseph and that lands Joseph in a dungeon. So, I mean, gosh, things have gone from bad to worse and Joseph hasn't done anything wrong. And that's the situation that we see here. Joseph has a right to be in that dungeon screaming about injustice and allowing his heart to grow bitter. But God was with him. And pretty quickly, Joseph's running, kind of running the, the systems of the, of the dungeon. And Joseph begins to interpret dreams in prison. And he's accurate when he does it. And he foretells the execution of Pharaoh's official like the execution of his, his, ba his chief baker while predicting restoration of, of his cupbearer. But Joseph's forgotten. Like he does this and he's forgotten for it for two years. And Joseph's in this dungeon forgotten for two years. That's, that's like plenty of time if you're in a dungeon to give up hope, right? And fall into the deepest depression and become absolutely bitter over the absolute injustice. This is not what we're seeing happen. Pharaoh has a dream. Two years later, nobody can interpret it. And this official remembers Joseph. And that's where we'll pick up the story. But as it continues to unfold, we're seeing already that there's way more going on in Joseph's story than Joseph could have known. 
and he was living in absolutely dismal circumstances, unlivable circumstances. His freedom was taken from him. He's in prison unjustly, like he's imprisoned for his loyalty and faithfulness. He's forgotten in a faraway land. He's thought to be dead by his father. And somehow Joseph is holding on to the, like, the one sure thing that he's got, which is faith in God. He knew that there had to be more going on. And we'll see that he's right as we continue the journey forward. So, Father, we invite you into that. Into that as it applies to our own stories. None of us have this kind of story of Joseph where at every turn he does what is right and only the wrong things happen. But we certainly can relate to doing the right thing and the wrong thing happening. And it's kind of in that moment that we find ourselves and where our true posture is. And it can be all over the place because we're human beings. Our hearts can be broken and we can go crazy. Or we can be bitter or we can be angry or we can be depressed or we can deny or we can do anything that runs us in all kinds of directions. And even as we are in those positions, even as we are, are, are kind of spinning, may we remember this story. May we at least hold on to hope that there's more going on than we are aware of and that we will see, we will see your restoration. We hold on to that today. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com It's home base. That's the website. It's where you can find out what's going on around here. And so check it out. If you don't have the Daily Audio Bible app, you can download that from the app store that works with your device. Just search for Daily Audio Bible and you'll be able to have it from there. And that will give you all kinds of things to help you keep track of the days that we are on, allow, well, just lots of things. So check it out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if you find that coming around the global campfire is a safe place, is a place that's life-giving to you, and thank you deeply and humbly for your partnership, there is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good evening, DAB family. This is MKR Weber in Virginia. I'm calling in today to ask for prayer for my young adult daughter, she uh, she has special needs. She has autism along with some other um, mental health uh, issues that kind of go along with that. 
She is really a good person. However, she is struggling right now with a, a compulsion disorder that causes her to take things that don't belong to her. Um, and I don't know why she doesn't see the right and wrong in this. Um, and I am afraid now for her job, number one, because that's where she was discovered uh, taking uh, items to eat without paying for them. And I am also afraid that one day she will end up going to jail because she is uh, over 21. And I, I pray about this. Um, she has doctors that try to medicate her. Uh, she has therapists that try to work with her. And things go okay. And then she sees something shiny and bright, like a shiny penny. And all of a sudden, it just all goes out the window. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, my prayer request for this evening. I hope everyone else is doing okay. Um, I will pray for everyone that has been calling in and asking uh, for prayers. And I really appreciate your help with this. Thank you. Greetings, Daily Audio Bible Community. This is Beloved in Paradise calling on January 14 to pray for Katerina in South America and for Clarissa's son with untreatable brain and spinal cord cancer. Lord, we come to you thanking you for this day, for the many blessings that you give to us. But Lord, we come with these petitions, lifting up Clarissa and her son who has uh, untreatable cancer according to the doctors. But Lord, we know all things are in your hands and that you can heal and that you do heal. And so we lift up with confidence, Lord, this young boy to you, asking for his complete healing. I also lift up Katerina in South America, Lord, that her breast cancer will be healed and that her heart will be calmed and that she will be have peace to face the days ahead, but also to face her marriage with joy and confidence, knowing, Lord, that you are with her. Lord, we are so grateful to you and we pray on behalf of all of the community for these difficult problems. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen. Hey, neighbors. It's Lisa the Encourager. I wanted to call in today and pray for Slave of Jesus' wife. He had asked for us to pray for her salvation, and he said that her heart had changed recently um, more toward um, Christian things. And uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to pray with you to uh, pray for her salvation. And I also wanted to pray for... Uh, the gentleman that called in for his wife, Carol, who has uh, shingles, um, and pray for a, a quick healing for that. I know when my mom had that, it was really painful and um, bad, so bad that where I decided when I was eligible to get the shingles shot, I decided to go ahead and get that because I was so afraid of what she went through, but she got, you know, she got past it. And um, uh, let's pray for Carol that she does too. So dear Heavenly Father, God, I just want to pray for um, Slave of Jesus's wife. I pray that you will just open up her heart and soul and mind 
Help her to be pressed in closer to the Lord and and that she will see the love of Jesus through her husband and others that are around her that um, that can show her Christ. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that she will see the need, not only the desire, but the need of Jesus in her life and um, that she will ask God to uh, join her in her salvation. Also pray for this uh, husband that called in for his wife, Carol, that has shingles, Lord. We just pray that she has a very small case of shingles and that she will get over this rash quickly and that you will heal her body and that you will bless her through this experience, Lord, and just help her to not have a lot of pain or a lot of suffering and that it completely heals. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hi, family. This is Prisoner of Hope calling in for some of our dabbers from Junk to Treasure, continuing to pray for your financial situation and uh, also specifically for your family's property that's next door, that the Lord's hand will be in that and everything will go well. Uh, Rebecca from Michigan, praying for uh, you to be able to go back to school, uh, for the job opportunity that you have before you, uh, that that will uh, go well, and that the small group you're looking for, that you'll be able to find that and fit right in with um, other believers. Esther from Woodhaven, New York, your daughter Sarah is in a dark place and she's cut you off um, for the last couple months and it's been a very hard Christmas for you and you have no idea where she is, but we're praying for your family. Trajan, praying for your court. So we're hoping that that goes well. Carolyn from North Carolina, praying for Ashley, um, who's in fear of losing her hands and feet from either COVID or flu or something. Pam with cancer. Chris with a heart transplant, Mike with a liver transplant. Joanne had severe COVID and is missing her husband who passed away recently. That God will convict Lainey and bring her closer to him. Jim and Mason and their boys. Uh, Jim and Mason are having marital problems. And then Jess and Roger. Roger's been drinking and it's destroying their marriage. Bring for them. Jason and Kim. And that you'll get your tooth treated and just that God will provide for all of you. So Heavenly Father. Would you please touch each of these people and fill them with uh, your light and your hope? Please, Lord, give them strength, wisdom, comfort when uh, they feel discouraged or feel for, uh, fearful or anxious or anything. Would you please fill them with your hope? Please bring your hand of healing to those who need it. Bring reconciliation where there are broken relationships. May each of them receive your favor and blessings. And may those who don't know you come to you and have a saving relationship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.